Goldstream. And here we go. It's been another week in racing. It's time to recap it. And who better to do it than Michael and Magic? Two bros slash pros who cover the highs and lows of racing around the globe on every one of their shows. Real fans look forward to these guys and their last thoughts because they know they're not talking out of their royal ascot. What they say makes sense. So ladies and gents, Sit back and relax as Blinkers Off presents The Magic Mike Show Where you hear the experts speak The Magic Mike Show Tune into the show every week The Magic Mike Show You can trust the show is the bomb Because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com What's up everybody, I'm Magic And I'm Mike And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 354, Mr. Samich Woo! We're back for the second time today uh, No, no, this is the first show Second time this week. Second time this week. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about Monday's show, and I've been sick all week. Days are combining. Um, Jared's probably going to fire me because of three different times I've missed a meet. It's okay. Hey, yep. we're live. We're going to have a great time today. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. We've definitely not already recorded the dirt earlier today that's coming out tomorrow. Definitely wasn't thinking about that. Hey, listen. I'm, not been recorded yet. <laughs> Magic Mike Show 354, we are covering a very special sequence. It is a... Um, Coast-to-coast, all-turf stakes, pick five between Goldstream Park and Santa Anita. There's a 12% low takeout. There's a dollar minimum, so this is a very exciting pool. Also, we haven't mentioned it uh, before when we were hyping it up, Mike, but this is also a mandatory payout, right, because it's just the one time. So everything that goes in must come out. So uh, very excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, and, and, like, you know, the, the dirt, which we handicapped, I mean, that is a lot simpler than this, this sequence. Um, I think this one could pay – five, six, like five figures legitimately. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see like a $15,000 return on this. Deep Fields, uh, I, I almost singled the horse. Magic did single one. It's the same horse, which I mean. That makes yeah, me feel better. Yeah, like that's that's definitely a positive. And we actually, ironically, we have a press ticket or not a press, a joint ticket for $9. So uh, we do agree on a couple horses here, but I like, I'm at 120 on my ticket. And I feel like I aggressively carved off this thing pretty good like it, it is a tough sequence to get through i'm going to use some prices and hopefully we're right in a couple of days because this this thing's going to pay I, I bet you get a two million dollar pool on this all turf one i bet you're about one five on the dirt one and i i think this one's going to pay exponentially more and if you guys want to get in the the dirt action that'll be up on uh, friday at midnight uh west coast time so uh, it'll be on youtube on the the podcast so if you're subscribed to us you'll get that right away and yeah it's covering the all dirt stakes pick five which includes the san felipe stakes and the fountain of view stakes those are both great twos worth 50 points towards the kentucky derby so you definitely want to check that out as well uh but mike this thing that we're doing this turf pick five uh it's all part of this really great day that the first saturday people are doing um which is gulfstream saying all the stronic companies uh they also have a free-to-play $5 million jackpot prize that all you have to do, there's 15 stakes at Gulfstream and Santa Anita. You just got to pick the winner of all 15 races. It's pretty easy, right? You only get one shot. It's not like not like a pick four where you can pick all you want. So pick all 15. If you get it right, great. You get the $5 million jackpot. If you're not, if you say you get 14, but you're the only one that gets 14, you got a VIP trip to the Preakness Stakes coming at you. So uh, that's pretty exciting. And then on Saturday, there's the first Ultimate Betting Challenge. It's a $3,500 buy-in. There's a $25,000 seated price pool, which is nice. Kind of gets us started. Seated. Free money. Free money. On top of that, $75,000 cash prize pool to the top five finishers. And by the way, 
automatic <laughs> entries to face Mike Samich, this guy right here, in all of the big betting tournaments this year. So uh, that's exciting. That's on Saturday. If you want, if you're like Magic and you're like 3500 is too much, there's a $300 buy-in for a feeder on Friday that is going to take one out of every, I think, 35 uh, seats or yep. 35 people into Saturday. So join me. I'm doing that one Friday. Our friend Geis is doing that one. So hopefully I'll see you over in that tournament. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to, to kind of check the boxes. We, like inside the text messages with the tournament guys, we all joke about checking the BCBC NHC box. Uh, you get to do that in February or March now, I guess, if, you, uh, if you're able to win this tournament, including and also get a Pegasus World Cup seat. All of them include travel, by the way, which is kind of awesome. So you get to actually go to the track for all of these days, which is part of what I love, or Vegas on Super Bowl weekend with a free hotel room for five days. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that part of it is definitely uh, definitely worthwhile, too. So get involved. You haven't played tournaments. The Friday way is a great feeder to kind of get into it. And then Saturday, it's uh, it's a blast. And you know what? If, if 3,500 isn't your thing. I highly recommend because I, I used to do this. It was a great way. I, I still do this to kind of hone my, my cash game tournaments. Put 250 bucks aside or put 25 bucks aside, your choice, and play the tournament as if you were playing for 2,500 and see how high you can get up and see where you end up on the leaderboard with what you have left at the end of the day. It's, it's a good kind of uh, thought experiment to do to kind of get experience without actually having to, to pony up the 3,500. I dig it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can find, I know Express Bet is the one that's handling all those tournaments. And uh, I have been, there's a lot of pressure on me to do well in this because, as Mike said, uh, there is a free trip to Vegas or anywhere involved. And uh, the second Mrs. Magic heard free five day trip to Vegas, she got very excited. So I got to well, try and get that earned now. As a new dad, let me tell you, one of the best secrets I qualified, I have to go. That's one of the best lines you can put out there. I qualified. I have to. I have to. Listen, it's just a matter of things. She also she said, no oh, so so you're going to win the kind of money that Mike wins. I was like, well, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. Also, the goal is to try and give out a winning ticket on this. Uh, it is a pick five, so we're going to skip the pleasantries. Let's get it right into it, Mike. Riders up. Gulfstream Park uh, Equibase thing all thrown off here. All, all right. <clears throat> Before Magic gets into it, please. Doc calls out table 145. We had uh, five of us, six of us at the table 145. Hopefully, we can have 146, 147, and 148 next year at NHC. Uh, so let us know if you end up qualifying. We'd love to get like everybody in a group around the same tables. That'd be a blast. And Keith, uh, I will tell you every horse I considered using in every leg. So you can decide how crazy you want to go because you could spend a thousand bucks and not hit this thing. It, it's that tough. Um, but I'll definitely let you know everyone I use, or would have used or considered using in every leg. That's uh, an answer to someone wanted to know what Mike's trim down ticket was that he referenced earlier. Let's get into things I'm officially ready now. Sorry about that. Leg one of the coast-to-coast all-turf stakes pick five brings us to Gulfstream for race seven. That's the Palm Beach stakes. you got a field of nine three-year-olds going a mile, including the second, third, and fifth place finishers from the grade three Kittens Joy, which was just here last month. Did you use any of those horses on top? Uh, Kittens Joy horses? No, not on top. Um I went to the rail. I went to credibility, uh, who I think is kind of interesting here at six to one. Cassie and Gonzalez have been absolutely on fire. So love that combo. Um, and you look at the kind of the last couple of races. So let's rewind last year to October 10th at Keeneland. We're in the grade two bourbon. We ran third behind Tis the Bomb and Stolen Base. That's good enough effort to go to the Great Breeders' Cup Juvenile, end up running 13th there. Not as really worried about the result, especially after we ran close to Tis the Bomb the previous race. Just that the connections decided that this horse was good enough to go. We come back, we debut on the synthetic, run well as a favorite. <clears throat> now we're second off the layoff. 
that first race was clearly a prep to kind of get it going here. I like this horse at a mile. The horse has run well, broke its maiden here at Gulfstream going a mile. I like the fact that we progressed every race last year going into the Breeders' Cup. And I expect this horse to take a step forward this year, second off the layoff, especially since I think turf is the better surface for this horse. So I'm looking at that 76 buyer number last time out, the time form number last time out. And I'm thinking we're going to take a decent step forward off of both of those. So I ended up putting the one credibility at six to one on top. Didn't end up using, but I, I, I gave a, a solid look at. Um, I'm not so sure that this horse is of that talent level. I don't like the fact that this horse was, uh, I found all the success early. And as the year kind of went on, um, obviously struggled in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, but I, I, there wasn't enough to make me love him. And because of the dollar minimum of this pick five sequence, you're going to hear Mike and I say like, I like this horse, couldn't put him on my ticket. Mike actually was, is going to give you each one of those. So for me, credibility was one of those. I, I wanted to play him. I like Cassie horses uh, when he's doing this move with them. I actually like that one better than the two coinage, which I don't think either one of us used in this spot, did we? No, I, and I, I didn't even consider coinage um, on my ticket. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Like I, I agree with Nick here that uh, the horse is second off the layoff. It's good that Stias stays on. I, I thought those were different positives. Last time was kind of the time for me in coinage, though. I mean, there was no other speed in that race. It was kind of a loose lead, and this horse wants to go wire to wire. And with not being able to get the job done against specifically Royal Spirit now twice who's in this race, it made it really tough for me to include coinage on a ticket when I'm trying to trim down in certain spots. Let's talk about him. The five to two morning line favorite is the six Royal Spirit. It's the one horse you and I agree on. And uh, interesting, you and I each went too deep, and this is where we landed <laughs> here. Uh, Todd Stewart, Todd Pletcher is going to have himself a goddamn hell of a day on Saturday <laughs> at Gulfstream Park. Uh, and it's going to be in part, dude, I think Royal Spirit. Uh, you touched on it, Mike. This is a horse that actually isn't a super need the lead, forwardly placed type, and yet just really hounded the shit out of coinage. And it kind of backfired because Grand Sonata ended up catching them both late. Maybe that extra 16th of a mile in the mile and 16th kid enjoys what threw him off there. But uh, I really like this horse. I love the fact that Pletcher debuts him in a maiden special weight and says, he didn't win. Let's put him in a stakes. That didn't work. Let's put him in another stakes. Okay, now we'll bring him down, break his maiden, and then climb the ladder back up. So this is a perfect spot for him. Irad's riding. My question for you is, do you think that Irad's going to try and pull back a little bit and kind of get more of a stalking trip like from two back or four back versus the pressing style that he had last time? I do. I think you're going to give. I, I think that, you know, when Paco and, and Todd looked at the form, they, they realized coinage was lone speed and they kind of did their own dirty work. And I don't think they're going to have to do that today. I think you're going to be able to sit third or fourth and make a nice move around the final turn. I, I like the six quite a bit in this spot. The one horse on the improve is the reason I'm going too deep here. But I think the six is your logical winner and favorite. I think should run better than last time, which could make this a lot of trouble for the rest of the field. It's one of the reasons I'm only going too deep in here is I, I do like Royal Spirit quite a bit. So I'm using one horse from the Kittens Joy Stakes, and it's not the second-place finisher, and it's not the third-place finisher. It's the fifth-place finisher, Red Danger, for Brian Lynch. All the way out in post nine, uh, but it, that's okay. This is a horse that doesn't like to be forwardly placed anyway. Second off the layoff, second at three, both good angles. The Kittens Joy Stakes, uh, it, it, I don't like – this is one of those times when you need to watch the replay, when you read the trip notes, and it just says one pace late. No, 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 no. Watch the head on. The horse is making a move, and what probably was going to get third – probably going to get within a length or so of coinage. And then you had a horse that was fading, that was just completely gassed and stumble bunning and literally was doing this all over the track. And if you watch the head on, you see Red Danger have to skirt out three different times because this horse is going to hit him. Now we got a second off the layoff. The horse is going to be coming late. There seems like there's a lot of cheap speed here, which we haven't really talked about, but there's a lot of horses like Coinage, uh, like Mom's Moon, Bueno Bueno, Sosua Summer, horses that need the lead, and the second they get challenged, they spit the bit. So I'm going to take this horse flying from off the pace, see if he can get the job done. 
Uh, so this was my third horse. This was the first off the ticket in this this leg for me. So I do like Red Danger. I, I think the the one point you didn't make that I think is relevant to here. You look at the other mile in a 16th race back at Keeneland. Uh, it got weird in the last 16th of a mile. I think that's why this horse was one pace late as well. I don't I don't think it wants to go mile and 16th. I think this is a much better distance for it going a mile right, right off the bat here. So I, I think that we're going to travel a better distance for the nine red danger here. I don't love the post, but I like the fact that we are able to close. Um, and I, I do think this horse is a logical improve. So for me, yeah, the nine would have been the next one in. Um, I, I, I Also, the works have been spectacular all year. So I, I, I like the fact that the nine's been working well, even before and after that last race. The other horse I considered that I didn't put on the ticket, so I considered four in this spot, and the, ironically, the fourth one is the four-horse main event. Uh, this horse took a big step forward. This is son of Bernardini. The, the turf Tomlinson isn't that great, but this specific distance is significantly better. This horse would probably love a sloppy track, but got on the turf for the first time and took a nice jump up, faced early voting two back, faced life is great and sand and sky and sand three back, so tough, tough maidens on the dirt, so I'm, I'm willing to give a pass in both those. I'm not sure the trip this horse wants, and that was the biggest issue for me. I mean, he was able to go wire to wire uh, going a mile and 16th at Gulfstream. is not fast enough to get the lead, which is obviously an issue in this spot if you want to go wire to wire. But if this horse is able to stalk, uh, the talent seems to be there on the turf. And the, the, the most likely horse to take a massive jump is the four, simply because this is the lightliest raced horse. And it's only the second time on turf. So if one takes a huge step forward, I would think it's the four. Seeing the morning line at five to one makes me a little less interested. I was hoping I'd get 10 to 15 to one on this horse. Um, so I'm happy with my one in the six, but uh, I, the four and the nine were the two others I considered. Excuse me. Yeah, the uh, the morning line was the big jump. The horse has never even been close to five to one before. And that, that, that big jump on the turf is nice and does have an older sister who actually won her debut going a mile on the turf. So the pedigree is there, but I think that five to one morning line might be what ultimately keeps a lot of us off. Uh, let's move on. Second leg of the all-turf stakes pick five sequence. We're going to stay at Gulfstream Park and go down to race nine here. This is the grade three Honey Fox stakes. Field of 11 older fillies and mares going to... By the way, all five of these are not only on turf. They're a mile. They should just call this the all-turf mile stakes. Uh, going a mile. Uh, and there's a lot of old friends in here. I'm very curious. I know you went super deep in this spot. Uh, where yeah. do you want to go first? Uh, my top pick was the three horse. Jousta. Um Look, this, this horse was the favorite at Saratoga going a mile in the Lake George and just, just kind of stopped. It was tough to win going uh, on, going wire to wire on that day. A lot of horses were coming from off the pace. Um, prior to that, we went a mile and 13th and, and faced some, some really good horses. We were able to beat gift, lift, gift list going a mile, Keeneland. When we're playing it at Gulfstream, and, and yeah, this is Chris brings up a point. Horses have been coming off the pace in the turf. But I think that's because the turf has been playing more fair. I still think you can win going wire to wire, and I'd still rather be forwardly placed than coming from way out of it if I'm at this Gulfstream Park turf. I think Jouster is the speed of the speed. I think Todd's rolling out his big boys for this day, and I love the fact that we got Saez on board because it means that he's going to get the lead. There is other speed in here, but at a mile, at, at specifically Gulfstream, speed's important, and he's the inside speed. He should get the rail and the lead going into the backstretch. Topic as well for me. So I went three deep, you went five deep, and all three of mine are on your ticket. So do you want to talk about the five or the nine next? Uh, so the five is the last one on the ticket for me. So if you like that one, you can talk about it. Um, go for it. The five bipartisanship, grand motion. Uh, I like the fact that this horse um, has the win over the course, the Tropical Park Oaks, last December. And he sends her up to the Pegasus World Cup, Philly and Turf for her next start. And it's interesting that that's where he goes off of that. It was, it was a pretty aggressive move, but... It made sense for the way she was progressing, but 
there was no pace meltdown. There's two horses that I'm using, or, or this horse that I'm using here was looking for a big pace meltdown um, in that Pegasus World Cup Philly Ameritur. Turf. Didn't get it, still manages to, to hold on for fifth. I think this horse is going to need a lot of pace. And just like the last race, there's a lot of bad speed in this race where I think it's going to come back. It's a matter of if Jouster, if they all come back, because I think Jouster has a really strong chance like you do to get off to a loose lead. If not, I think this is the horse that comes and catches her bipartisanship. Yeah, I mean, look, I like the fact that there was a number that validates the uh, Breeders' Cup Turf World Invitational number there. Um, like, I, 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 from a buyer perspective, I also call, often call things false buyers if the number doesn't really make sense to me. Gifts list buyer doesn't really make sense to me in the in the Turf Invitational. Uh, Alms's buyer doesn't really make sense to me in the Turf Invitational. Both of them are career best numbers. Um, bipartisanship at least had a number going into it that was that was close to what we saw from that race. That gives me a little more faith in bipartisanship and, and like. The Breeders' Cup Turf Invitational is one of those races where I'm kind of like, eh, not all that interested in that race coming out of it. But I I'm going to use one of the horses that did well, two of them, I guess. But one of the reasons because we're shortening it up a little bit. Um, but let's go to the nine. That's I, the five. Like I said, last on the ticket for me. I, I do think the horse is going to be coming from off the pace. The nine horse in Italian is really interesting. Um, <clears throat> it's the third time out for Chad Brown. The horse is two for three. Wanted a very short price last time and beat absolutely nothing in that Tampa Bay race. We often talk about how Chad has his best turf horses at Tampa. I think this is one of those better turf horses. Uh, his four-year-old daughter, DeBowie, who's one of the most consistent sires in the world, uh, is going to have to come from off the pace this time. But I, if you look back at the first race at Tampa Bay going a mile and 16th, the horse was able to pass horses, ends up just missing the fate of Ophelia, um, didn't get the best trip that day, and also had to rally up the inside, which isn't necessarily where you want to be as a maiden. I love the fact that we're going from that $25,000 non-winners of one right into the deep water here. I mean, this, this just tells you all you need to know about what Chad thinks about this horse. Uh, the numbers fit. If we get it, if we improve it all, this, this horse could just tower over this field. I, I'd throw a win bet in at eight to one. If I get it, I don't think I'm getting eight to one on race day though. That was going to be my point. We're getting eight to one on a horse that was seven to five on debut, six to five when she breaks her maiden in one to two at Tampa last out. Yeah. Love it. Three, five, nine for me. Give me your other two. I'm going to put uh, gift list in there. Cause I do think the gift list, if we can run back to the, the three races in 2021 is good enough to be able to get the job done here. So I am going to include gifts list. Um, and then the other horse that I used here uh, do, to do to do is the eight horse uh, Wakanaka. Look, yeah, I realize this horse was no factor inside. That was the longest distance, a mile and 16th that this horse has gone in his career. And it was the first time in North America, first time off a layoff. There's a lot of excuses for why this horse maybe didn't fire the AA plus effort. Uh, I think this horse is dangerous coming back. I actually liked Wakanaka in that race. I, I like Wakanaka again here. The horse is six for nine for its career. Uh, it had improving time form numbers every race in Europe. So with those jumps up, and then you have this one step back in the Pegasus Invitational, specifically going uh, an extra distance. You had Rispoli up. You're getting Ortiz up today. We're cutting back to a mile. I think all the systems are go here. I, I like It's crazy as it sounds, too. Mott and Jose Ortiz, 10 races together so far. Seven for 10. <laughs> You're on mute, but seven for 10 is really impressive. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to include Sorry. the eight as well. Wakanaka in this spot. I'm going to end up five deep. Did you consider anybody else, or was it always just those three for you? Wakanaka was originally on my ticket, and, uh, and then I took her back off because I hated her in the Pegasus World Cup Philly Turf. This is a horse that's only raced in Italy. Everyone's like, oh, she's coming from Europe. She's coming from Italy. It's like if a horse <laughs> goes overseas to Dubai, it's like, oh, coming yeah. from America. Raced at goddamn Zia Park. Come on. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. Did you really race against the best? Um, her time form number, her career best was 100. If you use a 12 to 15 ratio for buyers to, to time form, that puts her right where her Pegasus World Cup Philly Turf figure is. 
that's not good enough to win this race. She's not good enough to win this race. I just don't, I don't like her. I, there's a lot of things to really like about her. And then I remembered it's this horse. And I went, hell would I ever play Wakanaka here? Now I'm going to let her beat me. Well, if, if, if my argument is correct and she's better to mile than a mile 16th, improve that number. Yep. If turning three to four matters to you at all, improve that number. If second off the layoff matters to you at all, improve that number. If second North America matters to you all, improve that number. If second time two turns matters, improve that number. Come on, baby. Let's get where's, it going. Where's the, where's the Simpsons meme? Stop it. He's already dead. <laughs> I, this, this horse could take a huge step forward. And again, we talked. We're, I'm sure if we do a dirt podcast, we'll talk about Bill Mott and his placement of horses. Him putting this horse right into Pegasus Invitational and then coming back in this spot. I, he loves the horse. He's telling you the horse is good. It's whether or not the horse is going to be able to get the job done. And again, that the, what really almost made her stay on was have set seven for 10 with Jose Ortiz at this uh uh, at, the, at the meet it's just ridiculous how like, like that doesn't even make sense that like what Seven let's, let's, be, let's be fair to italian racing too the horse did win a group three over there for one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars. like that that's still some some decent cheddar man you're not just getting some dogs right let's comparing that to zia park is pretty rough i mean italian racing is angry at you right now hey mike you want to guess what the zia park derby purse is worth more than that day. The one race at Zia Park. You've one race. The one you. race in Italy. The one race in Zia Park. Moving okay, on. We're okay, gonna go okay, to. Okay. No. 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 Let's. What do we? What do we? Like, uh, Case of White Claws says there is a race worth more than one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars in all of Italy this year. <laughs> Moving on. Santa yeah. Exactly. Park. Exactly. Go. Go. Turn around and make your popcorn, buddy. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's still warming up. Uh, things are getting <laughs> quite heated here, though. Let's go to uh, Santa Anita Park. We're gonna go to uh, like three, Grade Two, Buena Vista Stakes, Race Five. Got a field of 11 older fillies and mares in here. I got to figure out which one has got my right tab here. There it is. Uh, <laughs> a lot of scrolling. This <laughs> it's a lot of scrolling. Listen, I'm trying to use – I don't understand how Apple users use this stupid mouse. It's, it's driving me crazy. Uh, listen, you got Mucho Unusual in this field of 11, and unfortunately, she's drawn all the way out in post 11. She's runner-up each of the last two years. If she gets second again, hear me out on this. Play whoever beats her next out as a single because whoever beats Mucho Unusual in this race has one next out as well. So with that in mind – it's all pointless. Where are you going on top? I'm going to defer to you. Even though you did a terrible job making your arguments last race, I will still defer to you because you singled here, and it is my top pick as well. But you had the good, the, the gusto to single, so I'm going to let you take it over here. Yeah, the five. Legs galore. Seven to two. Um, I don't think we're getting seven to two on her in this spot. But uh, to me, this is the speed of the speed. This horse is unbelievably fast. She's fast early. She's fast late. Um, the way that she gets beat is is maybe she just has a long campaign and this is second off the layoff. So you can't really rely on that for here. Um, the next fastest horse based on time form us figures, she's got a 122. next fastest is a one Oh three from the Phil D'Amato barn, which is where she's coming from. Nobody's touching this horse early. We're not going to mile on the 16th. We're not going to mile on the eighth. We're going a mile. Mike, it's going to be over real fast. Legs galore is going to be out fast early on a loose lead. And I'm just going to say, all right, let's move on to leg four. Yeah. I mean, I look, Leg score is my top pick. Um, the one concern we should at least address here is it's a mile. <laughs> and well, it's not a mile and 16th. She is one for three at a mile uh, with, you know, with being in the lead loose leader in all the three of those races and finished second and fourth and two of them. So she can be caught, um, especially if there's an abundance of pace. And there are quite a few horses here who I think could at least mess with her a little bit. Um, I would expect going to Vegas is going to be pretty forwardly placed, but that draw is really tough. Same with canoodling, but again, the draw is really tough. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Ann is not as fast as it looks on paper, so I'm not as worried about Tony Ann, but could cause a little bit of trouble toward the inside. Um, so, you know, 
like all that being said, I still like legs galore the most, but I thought that this race was a unique opportunity because I hate the 10 and the 11. I have no interest at all in going to Vegas and mutual unusual, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to like some prices here. And that's kind of where I went. Uh, it's why I went three deep is because of the prices of these horses, not necessarily because I think that they're like slam dunk winners here. I, I just, I like the prices on both of them. The 10, the three keeper of time, 10 to one. Uh, let's start there. Like this horse done absolutely nothing wrong since coming over. Um, it, it was went right into a restricted stakes at Saratoga, ends up running thirds to, to Rastafara, faces Spanish love affair next time out and gets crushed. Like totally admit that. Comes back in the Glen Cove, runs a good third, uh, then runs into Sweet Melania next time out and it closes into a really, really slow pace where they went 134 in a mile, uh, which is very good job to close into that. Then the last race <clears throat> kind of muddies up the form a little bit because we were over synthetic. This is a horse who I think has tactical speed, loves a mile, and with a step forward, fits with this entire group. Um, should sit that that nice trip and doesn't need to use any horse to get position. The 10 and the 11, to me, are almost the identical horse to the three, except they're a worse price and they're drawn outside so they cannot, in, in, into the mile turn that's tight at St. Anita, they can't get position as easily as the three keeper of time can. So love the price, love the post position, think you're getting basically the same horse at more than double the price of those outside two. Um other horse I like is Madone, the four horse, who I'm getting 15 to one, and I think could take a monster step forward in this spot. This is a four-year-old, second time out as a four-year-old. If you go back and watch that race, Madone was too close. It's very simply, that they went so slow that Madone was uncomfortable and kind of was ranked the entire first half of that race, then finally got comfortable, didn't really make a run. Uh, to me, it was a pretty disappointing effort, but look, if you go back and you watch it and you say, hey, I can make a bunch of excuses for this horse. And if then you go back to the three-year-old numbers, which are all good enough to compete with this field. If we take a step forward here and we get the pace set up, I think we might get. Madone could be flying late at a monster number. I think should take a big time step forward second out as a four-year-old. So I'll take the three, the four, and the five here on the ticket. My issue with the four is I think that she's one of those that, that she was incredible at two. And the first half of her three-year-old season, she was great. And then she petered off. And I don't know what caused her to peter off. Maybe she just needed long campaign. She needed a break. Um, second off the layoff, maybe she'll improve. I'm going to let her beat me. At this point, I- I've given up on Madone. Um, and I loved her. Loved her when she was a two-year-old. Uh, keeper of time is the almost – I almost used her. This is the other horse I almost used. So I love that you have her in here as well. Um, and specifically because of that Swanee River Stakes. I made a note that that was the race that Sweet Melody Shifty She, you talked about it. They went up front together. Pretty slow. The fractions aren't on, uh, aren't on the form, but it was a really slow race. This is the only horse that really closed in that spot. She closed yep. by over five lengths at one point. And she was a group three winner, not in Italy, in Ireland. I don't know if that's better than Italy or not, but definitely in Ireland, she won a group three race. Um, <laughs> only worth 65,500, though, so probably not, not not many good horses in that spot. So that would be, that'll be one third as good as the last horse. <laughs> is that Italian race? Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, I think the keeper of time is very sneaky. I took her off. Because of the pace setup, I think that five is going to be loose, and I think that three is going to have another issue like Swanee River. If you want to make some money, uh, if you like legs galore, a five three straight exacta wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because I think she's really going to come flying late. Um, I just don't know that she's going to be able to get it to win. But I, there's a lot of keeper of time love here in the chat. I see here too. So, so for horses that almost made the ticket, there was only one other one from this spot. I considered mm-hmm. the one closing remarks. Um, <clears throat> little concern. We're going too too short, and that was the main reason the horse does not make the ticket. 
Um, but I thought ran really well last time out. You draw a line through the race that was that was rained off. Draw a line through the seven furlong dirt effort. All the turf effort turf efforts are solid, including being a, a two to one favorite against Madone. Uh, who was that four back on the turf here? So. I, I think that this is another four-year-old that's that's been improving, and if it continues to improve, could definitely have a shot here. So uh, for me, the one closing remarks was the one who just missed the ticket in this leg. She, uh, I almost wonder if a mile and an eighth is, is what she wants to be doing. That's where she won at very well last time. So uh, she does have a win at a mile, but um, uh, yeah, this could be a good stepping stone for her. She stretches back out after this especially. Uh, could be a good one to use in that spot. You ready to go back to Gulfstream, buddy? Oh, yeah, baby. Let's do it. All right. Let's go back to Gulfstream Park. We've got like for grade three. Here comes the bride stakes. This is the nightcap race 13 at Gulfstream Park. Field of 12, three-year-old fillies, plus an also eligible. And like I said before, they're all going a mile. Uh, this was a race where I feel like you could make a lot of cases for a lot of things. I kind of went in the middle price-wise. I didn't use the favorite, but I didn't go too deep. What'd you do? Well, I think Diamond Wow is going to wire this field. So I'm going to go right Whoa. to it with the three three horse. Look, this is one of those horses I specifically remember, the Jessamine. This horse drew the 13 out of 13 post and got this, this trash trip, right? And, and then we tried on dirt last time for no good reason. I've had issues with these Diamond horses, specifically with being cone, dirt, turf, 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 six furlongs, mile and eight, two, three, whoa. Like freaking Diamond Hoops. Anyway, uh... This horse wants turf. This horse wants a mile. This horse wants two turns. This horse will make the lead. I think Diamond Wild is going to wire the field at 8-1. to one. Uh, I do love her. Uh, I love her in this spot because of the Jessamine. You, you, you said Diamond Wild. I was like, okay. And you said the Jessamine. I was like, yes, this is exactly why I like this horse. Uh, that 13 post absolutely screwed her that day. Um, back on her preferred surface, adding the blinkers. Not a winning move for the buying cone barn, but like Mike just said, Patrick just kind of wakes up each morning and goes, eh, this surface, this race, this, this, this oh. track. Yeah, exactly. So Where are we running diamond hoops today? Tra See yeah, the, sa the, the same way Aaron used to pull names for the fantasy league. Yeah, um, I love diamond while here. Yeah, I, I went four deep here. Where else are you going? Uh, I'm only going two deep. Okay. Give me the horse right to the outside. I, I really think Diamond Wild is wiring this field. But I do like Spinderella as an interesting one out of the Grand Motion Barn here. Uh, this horse looked awesome in debut. And I don't often like taking these type of horses. Like, we're going right from Maiden Special Way, jumping her up right into a graded stakes. But if I'm going to do it, uh, the three-year-old age is a great age to do it because you can have massive steps forward. Um, I love the fact that you had Jose Ortiz take them out for Grand Motion. He's only ridden for him three times the last two years at Gulfstream Park, only 37, which is low considering that Motion's a big Saratoga turf trainer and Ortiz does work up there. Um, only 37 times in the last two years, but they've won 27% of the time over the last two years, 33% over Gulfstream Park the last two years. This is an aggressive placement for a horse that looks really good and should be able to stalk right behind the pace here. So I think the four is going to kind of trip out, be able to tuck in behind the three, get rail position, because there's just there's not a ton of speed inside of the, the four three. So the three clears, the four tucks in and kind of gets that that pocket trip here. I think gets first run at the leaders. I, I think is awfully dangerous if she is able to take a big time step forward. Let's go back in time to last fall. There's a horse named Side Dog. Grand Motion gets to win, uh, going seven furlongs on the turf at Belmont Park on debut. Runs him right back in a two-turn stakes race at Aqueduct. Wins the Central Park stakes. Grand Motion can do this. He's very good at it. He's 21% with horses when they won last time, winning again. And by the way, Spenderella, a half to a grade one winner on grass. Uh, yeah, I like the four as well. Um, so you went too deep. Those are yours. Uh, I'll give you mine, and we'll see if those are any of the ones that you considered using. And I'm just going to bookend the three and the four with the two and the five. Uh, the two ended up being my top pick, Mischievous Kiss. 
Uh, Bill Mott, pretty good with spotting horses. I think we've talked about that before. This is another one where uh, Breaks the Maiden goes straight into a turf route, well, the two, uh, a mile and the 16th stakes at Belmont Park and wins and then misses in the tap-in, but uh, didn't have the best trip. Now we're getting back to Junior Alvarado, who's Mott's go-to guy. Um, solid string of works. Mott is 24% off of a layoff like this. Half-sister to a horse that won several stakes in the grade three. So I think this horse has a lot of talent. Um, if this isn't the spot where she wins, I think she definitely can win next out as well. Yeah, I, I had uh, this was one of the two last off. This was a, a deep ticket horse for me, right? So my fourth pick in the race, but one of the ones I did consider in the spot for all the reasons you said. I think this is a big jockey upgrade too. Getting back to Alvarado from Cancel, and I like New York turf form coming down to Florida. Uh, last one I used the five beside herself, Todd Pletcher, the Tuster. We keep saying he's going to have a big day uh, Saturday at Gulfstream. And here he's got a Coolmore owned horse, uh, a, a daughter of Uncle Mo out of a Giants Causeway mare. Basically, she's won twice because if you watch the gallop out, uh, her race two back, yes, she missed at the wire by three quarters of a length. She had it won by the time they got to the turn. So then she thinks, all right, next time out, I'm going to win again. So she thinks she's actually won twice in her life. Uh, and that's actually pretty big for a horse's confidence. I love the fact that this horse can be on the lead like she did when she broke her maiden or she can come from off when she just missed. Um, a slightly concerned that a mile might actually be too short for her because those were both mile on the 16th. But it is Irad. It's Todd Pletcher. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't use this horse. Was it the four to one price? Uh, no, it was the fact that that uh, Sias gets off this horse. Um, I, I didn't think that there was much behind her or in front of her in those other races. Um, so I just I wasn't overall impressed with beside herself. It was like one I didn't even consider at the spot. Oh, interesting. Uh, were there? You said there was one other one that uh, would have made your ticket. Who would it be? So the, the next up for me, I, I used the two must uses in the three and the four. The next up for me was actually the eight uh, Opalina. Um, Opalina is where Saez ends up in this spot for a barn that he doesn't ride for very often, just three times uh, in the last two years. A barn that's 29% at Gulfstream right now um, and is placing this horse pretty aggressively. Um, it, this is the only horse that it's had that's won a, a stakes or graded stakes race uh, in the last couple of years. So I, I, it's interesting that we're running this horse right back into a graded stakes, was able to get the job done in the sweet chant, uh, in the grade three sweet chant, uh, was that February 5th? Look, this horse keeps improving. And if this horse keeps getting better and better, the numbers already make it one of the top two, maybe three horses in this spot. Um, I don't love the price for the connections, but the fact that Saez ends up here and not on that Pletcher that we just discussed, I think tells you everything you know about the talent level here for Opalina. So the eight horse was the, the, the first off my ticket. Um, then that two that you mentioned uh, was next. And then the 12 horse um, all the way to the outside here in uh, – Leah Marina uh, was the third one off, uh, just won mm -hmm. the wait a while. I thought that she makes a ton of sense, especially picking up Rosario. She's going to have to stalk um, and kind of change up the strategy here since I don't think you're making the lead from that 12 post. So it, a lot of this is going to be trip dependent. Um, but, it, you know, that's one of the main reasons she actually missed the ticket. If this horse drew the one or the two, she's probably on the ticket. But from the 12, I think it's awfully tough. Uh, and then we have one comment in here as well. This one? Yeah, that <laughs> uh, Nick's comment. What happens if Chad draws in this race? I'm really interested to see where Irad ends up. Um, if Irad ends up on the Chad, I'm probably using the Chad. If he stays off, then it's it's going to be back and forth for me. It'll depend if I lose a horse somewhere else. If I decide to single legs galore, then this horse makes the ticket. Like, you know, it, it really depends on how the rest of the races shape up. Uh, but it, the 13 would definitely be in consideration if it, if it draws in. The... Uh... 
I was trying to remember if that was no, that was different. The the trainers in France who were arrested, there was the family that were brothers for for cheating, but it wasn't the the bodies who had Dolce Zell. I had to make sure I checked on that first. Um, it's an interesting horse, and she's gonna actually, if she draws in, she won at Longchamp, which is like a premier track in France, at twenty four to one, and at one hundred twenty eight pounds, is five to one hundred eighteen pounds. Slightly different scenario here in North America for Dolce Zell. Yeah, the numbers weren't good. I mean, you're this is this is a I believe in Chad bet, right? Yeah, like, this is 71 time form for her win. No bueno. That's that's like what, a 55, somewhere in that range, 58 um, from a buyer yeah. perspective, which which would be the lowest of anybody in this field. So not you're, you're saying that she's going to improve and that they saw something in the talent and that Chad's going to be able to put a turn of a foot in her. Let's move on to the final leg of the uh, all-turf stakes pick five. Thankfully, unlike the dirt where you have to wait almost two and a half hours between legs four and five, we don't have to wait as long for this one. For the grade one, Frank Kilroy mile stakes, race 10. Field of 12 older males entered in this race. Uh, I, 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 I don't like almost any of these horses in this spot, Mike. These are all horses. I'm like, ugh, you again, you again. Like, why is Delaware here facing Flavius and Space Traveler? There's just a lot of, ugh, ugh. I don't like this. Finish this off strong, buddy. Uh, look, man, I'm a chase space traveler. <laughs> I don't love chasing space traveler, but I'm going to chase space traveler here. Um, ran well last time out. Uh, it did not have a clean trip at all um, in the Pegasus Turf Invitational, uh, but still ran well behind Colonel Liam. I, I think space traveler might have been the best horse on that day if space traveler gets a clean trip. Uh, you go back to the Fort Lauderdale, and that one was a little disappointing. And to be honest, that was the one that concerns me of all the, the different races on the page here. The other races, the horse ran well. I mean, especially if you look at that, the grade one Kilroy or the grade one Keelan Turf Mile, they came home in sub 24 seconds, and this horse was closing into that pace. So, yeah, we ended up finishing fifth, but they were flying and went pretty slow early. Um, so, I, like, and you have the same thing when you look back at, at Ellington Park. It, like, Again, fly. They went really slow early, and this horse is trying to close ground. Woodbine Mile, exact same thing. Town Cruise went wire to wire. So I can make an excuse for every single race in America for for Space Traveler. Eventually, this horse has to win, right? And I I think Saturday may be the day we finally see Space Traveler break through. This is this is the midnight bourbon of turf racing. He's the ultimate next time horse. No, my God, I am so bourbon. sick of this horse. I'm glad he keeps showing up because people keep betting him. But good God, just stop. No, but Midnight Bourbon isn't as good as everyone he's running against. Space Traveler has the talent. That's not a problem. The the the, the you could say this is your Flavius. You could you could go with uh, that's not better. But, well, I'm not Rock saying Emperor it. Flavius Delaware. Yeah. Let's just throw them all into the same blender here. Jeez, who's the other one? The Myler that Chad had that I kept Raging using. Bull. Yes, that, there we go. This is the Raging Bull. Where the horse clearly has talent. Raging Bull won in America. Thank you. Well, this horse will win in America on Saturday. Thank you. Um, space traveler. There was a little bit of salt at the end of that one. You know, my favorite thing about this space traveler thing is, is that uh, Brendan Walsh has had him since probably August, right? If you look at when he came to America, he told Steve Anderson in the DRF article uh, preview in the race. I, you know what? We're just starting to get to know the horse. You've had him since August. You're just now getting to know him. I feel like I know this horse better than his trainer does when he says stuff like that. Uh, it's perfect. It's a huge reason for improve. <laughs> Big step forward on Saturday for space traveler. Listen, uh, all you need to know when you're handicapping California turf racing, where's Flavian Pratt? He's on the four count again. That's my top choice here. Uh, he wanted a mile over this course in the Great Street Thunder Road last month. Coming from well off the pace, he caught subconscious, which wasn't something I thought was going to be uh, possible in that spot. I really thought subconscious was long gone, and, and he got him. 
Um, so I'm going to use him. I actually use both of those horses. So those were my two must uses were the two subconscious and the four count again. What about you? Uh, the four count again was another must use for me. So it was the four and the eighth. I thought were my top two picks here. I agree with you on Flavian Pratt. Uh, second off the layoff for a seven year old. Usually you're going to see something a little bit better. Horse likes the distance, likes Santa Anita, just checks all the boxes. It makes sense. at seven to two. So nothing bad to say about count again. Uh, for me, last time was the time for subconscious. Like, I'm not sure I want to run this horse right back. Um, yeah, I could take a step forward. Second out as a four-year-old, definitely something I like there. Dropping a little bit weight, definitely something I like there. Um, but I just, not sure subconscious can kind of flip the script here on count again. And that, that to me was the big difference. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, especially because now Count again is second off the layoff, so you can make more of a case for him. I'm laughing at uh, some of the comments. Chris says he lost a mortgage payment on Count again. Uh, Brett going with Count again. Yeah, Space Traveler had a poop ride last time out, Chris. Guess who's riding him? The same damn jockey that rode him and gave him a poop ride. Uh, and now we're moving tracks. I don't know. I don't. I, I think I would like him a little bit better if Jamie Spencer wasn't following him to California. Now I'm starting to wonder about that a little bit. Yeah, Jamie Spencer's left a little something to be desired in a couple rides. Uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, the other two I'll use here, uh, the sixth law professor, a horse that uh, uh, last year at, at, when he got on the turf was like, hey, maybe this is going to be something he'll be good at. And then you, you try to go in the same. Sorry, the Mathis Brothers. I can't even call that the Mathis Brothers mile um, ends up winning it, but it's off the turf, stays on dirt for the San Pasquale and gets second. This is to express strain. Who is the heavy favorite in the big cap, which is after this race uh, at Santa Anita? The fact that he's not in the big cap when he was you know, second to express train, he's going to come here. That tells me they think that he's got a better chance of getting a grade one win in this spot. So I'm going to roll with him, even though those turf buyers, 79.85, yeah, he's, he's four years old now, but he needs a big step forward from those numbers. So uh, I had three horses that I considered that didn't make the ticket. The sixth law professor was one of them. I, I think this is one of those spots where I try to trust McCarthy. Here. Big knock for me, Sadio on the turf. He's always been worse on the turf than the dirt. So that's a concern for me. But I agree with you. This horse has a ton of talent. And the fact that they're coming and running in this spot instead of the big cap tells me that I think that McCarthy thinks this horse is a better turf horse. So I agree with you. So uh, I'm going to trust them and, and, and think maybe the six can, uh, can get it done here. Um, do we go over every horse that you're using? We did not. I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous to talk about the last horse I'm using here. I think. Wait, who? Let me see. No, I like the last horse you're using. Go ahead. You do the seven horse. Okay, yeah. the seven horse. Tell your yeah. daddy, Tom. Tell your daddy about. It. Come on. <laughs> oh God. Uh, listen, the horse's form at the end of last year tells me that if he if he was still in training, like if, if he was coming in this right now, I'm like you're getting a lot better or a lot lower than six to one on him. He handles the mile. He's got lots of good form. He's been facing good horses, but. He also, the one time he won, he went gate to wire against three other horses on a yielding turf course. But the fact that Velasquez kept riding him and now Velasquez is here is going to take the mount again. I just feel like this horse is sitting on a big one, but I need you to convince me why he's going to win this because I don't feel like I convinced myself just now. Um, well, why did you like him? Let me rephrase it that way. I think he might be the fastest horse early. And that was one of the main reasons I put him on the ticket. Um, a lot of those Belmont races or the one turn miles, you see, see pretty fast paces early. I also like, like, look, he ran really well in the Keeneland turf mile two back. Like that was a very, very good race to get second to in love mandate who we've talked a lot about mandate on this podcast. Uh, we'll beat him last time out. There's taken massive steps forward since we talked about him in the $25,000 claiming level. Um, and, and so Mandate actually has been running pretty well as well. So I, I like what he's coming out of. I think the horse is going to be forwardly placed. I wouldn't be shocked if the horse makes the lead. Uh, Velasquez has some of those. I'm going sneaky fast in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden I got away with a 47 second half mile and wins the race. 
that's kind of what I see from Tell Your Daddy here is that Velasquez is like, screw it, I'm clearing. <laughs> and you have Beyond Brilliant and Subconscious, and they're like, yeah, cool, you clear. We'll just chill here in second and third and then get you down the lane. And all of a sudden, Velasquez is up three, turning for home, and you no one catches him. Um, I'm appreciating the love here in the chat. Ricky says he's got like law professor Charles tell your daddy's second pick. This made me laugh. Uh, Chris says Joel Rosario thinks Jamie Spencer takes his horses back. Ah, uh, that's great. Mandate sucked two days ago. Buyer beware. We don't talk about mandate on this program. That's one of the well, reasons. He, he sucked two days ago, but he strung like four races together. And after he lost to a 30 to one outrageous bet, uh, he all of a sudden became God's gift to horse racing until two days ago. Did we hit all the ones that you had considered? I, I, no. wasn't, I, I wasn't counting. Who else? No, I got at? one more. Uh, the one horse, Delaware. <laughs> is the other one that I considered. I knew it. I knew it. If we get back to the chat races, it fits in your 20 to 1. Like, yeah, I agree with you. The horse is probably, like, there's a reason it's not on the ticket, but you got to at least consider it. Like, there are back numbers that completely fit this horse winning. See the Forbidden Apple, where the horse ran a 101 buyer. See the, the Lure, where the horse runs a 95 buyer. Like, there are races that fit. I prefer New York racing to California racing on the turf. We've talked about that. Um, not sure why Gallagher hasn't been able to get more on this horse. Right? I mean, isn't that a little weird? Uh, we're adding blinkers. Okay. Like, we had blinkers the entire time we were with chat. So, assuming we make it back to that form. 20 to 1, I'm willing to take a swing. I Like, if you want to play a real deep ticket and you want to spread in this leg. Like, look, if I singled the five two legs earlier... I probably would have gone deeper in this leg and gone one six seven with the three and or with the the four and the eight for me. I wonder if he took the blinkers off Delaware because Mike Smith, after the first time he rode him in the, in the Joe Hernandez stakes, said, "Oh, I'll take the blinkers off," and they took the blinkers off, and he was worse. He was like, "No, put them back on. That wasn't it. Put them back on." Yeah, I don't understand why this horse was going six and a half at Santa Anita, uh, and I like that confused me. I, I just yeah. So I, I'm not really sure what to even make of that race. And then you take the blinkers off and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we were turf sprinting. It was blink. Like, it's just a very odd first two races in the barn. I think we're getting back to kind of what we want to do here. Right. Like, and yeah, the last one was a mile as well. But like sort of kind of first off, it's just a very odd sequence that they did with Delaware here. So I, I think you're going to you have the opportunity to see a better race because the back numbers do beat this field and you're getting 20 to one. It's just a question of are we going to return with those in the Gallagher barn? when we were in the Chad Brown barn getting him. That's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Mike and I to go through the all-turf stakes pick five that's on Saturday, March 5th, between Gulfstream Park and Sanita Park. It's a really fun sequence. It's 12% takeout, dollar minimum. It's a lot of fun. If you want to play the dirt version as well, check out the Magic Mike Show 355. That'll be coming out bright and early tomorrow morning on Friday. Uh, if you are watching us on the replay or uh, live, thanks for joining us. Take a look below. We've got our tickets here for you. And I did a little special thing, a combo dollar ticket. If you want to play Mike and I's combined picks, what we like, the horses we agree on, it's only going to cost you $9, so we'll see if we get that home. But I'll start off, Mike. I'm going to go 6-9 with 359, singling the five legs galore, 2-3-4-5, and then 2-4-6-7. That is a $96 ticket, which is infinitely higher than what my dirt ticket will be. I'm going to spend a little bit more money, much like I did at the dirt one, and I'm going to go with a $1 ticket, 1-6 with 3-5-6-8-9, with 3-4-5, with 3-4, with 4-8. For a buck, that'll cost you $120. And that combo dollar ticket, singling the six, then three, five, nine, then singling legs galore, three, four, five, and then singling count again in the finale there. Listen, we're going to single one jockey. It might as well be Flavian Pratt at Santa Anita, right? Why On the not? turf. <laughs> we got speed in the first Santa Anita. We got Pratt in the second. That's all you need. 
Tiny. Hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, if, if you're new to the Magic Mike show, thank you so much for joining us. Mike and I have done this uh, 354 times or thereabouts. So uh, we cover pick four sequences on Thursdays. And then on Mondays, we usually recap the action and talk about horses that we're going to stable up and play moving forward at a price. Over at racenews.com, we have the inside track to the Fountain of Youth Stakes wagering guide available right now. You can go purchase that. Or if you get any of our 30-day subscription plans, it's included for free along with every other wagering guide. So make sure you go check that out, along with the Summa Bombs that this guy right here is putting together. Mike, where are you looking to go with the Summa Bombs this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking about Zia Park. There's a nice track in Italy that looks kind of good. They have a pretty solid card as well. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, we got golf. We swept the card at Gulfstream today, but so did everyone else, because like, I think it was like $200 and $300 for the two pick fives. We had them both, so we're happy about that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Small claps. If we should have pressed the late one. I think we went, we crushed the late part of the card. Uh, did we have that one on top? No, I didn't have that horse on top. So now I think we're still pretty good, though. Um, anyway, off track. Uh, I'm going to go with Gulfstream Park tomorrow. And then Saturday, obviously, we'll have both Santa Anita and Gulfstream. It's a huge day. Uh, and we're going to be a lot of pick four, pick five sequences. I'll include these two tickets, both the dirt and the turf, and both of those products. So you can get those there. Uh, Sunday is up in the air right now. I haven't really decided. Then Monday, Got to go to Golden Gate Fields, my man. Got to go to that pick six. And maybe, maybe, if people are nice enough, we could even do a uh, recap slash late pick four, pick six, golden hour, something. I think so. Yeah, because Santa Anita canceled their Friday card and moved it to Monday. So we could probably have that golden hour uh, on Monday. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. If you guys like it, uh, throw us in the, throw a comment down. Let us know. I also did see in the comments, someone was asking earlier about the what the turf course was going to be like. And they did move. There's 90% chance to rain out here in LA tomorrow. Uh, but the, it's probably not going to affect the turf course. And I love that they moved it, Mike, because they were saying there's two turf races that are part of this big all turf stakes pick five sequence that we're doing along with this whole great card. Keep it as nice as we can for Saturday. So I love it. Thank you, Stan. I really appreciate it. For people who are, are concerned about uh, the whole, oh, no, there's rain. Are we sure we're going to be on the turf on Saturday? Uh, LA's currently like an epic drought. <laughs> I think I think it'll be fine. Just throw it out there. <laughs> all right. We got two people saying yes to the golden hour. That's all we need is two. That's all it takes. Two of you to sh- tune in. Tune in on Monday. Uh, also, tune in tomorrow. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash racing news, to make sure that when Magic Mike Show 355 is live, Nick Severs, I'm looking at you, you'll get notified about it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at Curtis Calloward. He is at Summer Bomb 18, number one, number eight, corporate rollers at racing underscore dudes. Until Monday, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. There'll be no uh, Equinet show today. So, so sorry about that. Uh, Brady is traveling right now to Gulfstream, and there will be a live show on Saturday. Catch us at 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Pacific for all three preps. Oh, well, shoot. Three, that's right. Yes. The Gotham. Four prep. Yeah. The, the Gotham. Mm, you need a hype guy. The Gotham Stakes, the San Felipe Stakes, and the Fountain of View Stakes. We're going to do that live, react to that. It's going to be a wonderful hour. Bring alcohol. It'll be a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, thanks so much for joining you guys. We'll see you on uh, see you Saturday and see you Monday. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes. First, 